This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. of the High Hopes Podcast, Jack Fritz, eight straight in first place. We just swept the Mets. They actually swept a series. We wanted them to win. Jack Fritz, who let the Phils get hot, buddy? I have no idea, but thank you so much. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever been happier in my entire life. I really don't. This has been... An unbelievable hot streak. It's been a beautiful time. Uh, I love this team so much. Did I hate this team a week, a week ago? <laughs> you betcha. Sure did. Sure, sure you did. You betcha. Many but times honestly, this season, I've hated them. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, like, I, I just, I'm sitting here, and I'm just I'm just in disbelief. I'm just in straight-up disbelief. I, I, how have they won? <laughs> They've won eight straight. I know. It's they haven't done it since 2011, fruit. Jack. Like, we were like, oh, in the history of the podcast, this is like the biggest series we've ever had. Like, they haven't won eight straight in like years before we started the podcast. It's insane, they have, man. They haven't won eight straight in 25 years. It's pretty unbelievable. <laughs> it, is, it is It is. something that I never thought I would see again. What would that be? Since you know, I was in college, is that does that math play out right? Right. For all, the, for all the jokes that you and I have done about, like, they're not allowed to win more than four games in a row, they're actually doing it. Yeah. Like, they're actually – like, dude, what if it gets to 10 games? Like, like what if it and, – and, oh, dude, I'm just, I'm so happy. I'm just I'm just so happy. It's just – it, it, it's just nice that finally, finally, like, us, right? You, I, our listeners, the diseased Phillies fan – it's like now we can really show our true colors and show like how much we love them and how much we just want to be in on them all the time. Um, and like the ballpark today was unbelievable. The yeah. crowds this weekend were unbelievable. Back. It was just, back. It, the bank is it was, back. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And it's like, wow, crazy concept. The fans show up when the team's good. Like, who could have seen that coming? I don't know. Who could who could have ever thunk that was the case? Oh, they said they they said the all time sellout streak when the team had its best run ever. Wow, and it, uh, do those things go together? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. It, it, but it, honestly, it really was like not to to joke around. Like seeing Citizens Bank Park with life again, with real energy, with you know games that mattered, and the Phillies doing good things in games that mattered. It was like it really was like. A, a breath of fresh air, man. Like, I've forgotten what it felt like when Citizens Bank Park was rocking and seeing all the Mets fans crying and Mets fans getting into fights with each other. Like, it was just, yeah. it feels like for so long with this team, certainly in the history of this podcast, like, easily, but really for, like, almost a decade, it feels like things always just go wrong. Like, whenever, and and granted, you're quicker than most to to give your heart back to the team, but whenever we give our heart to the team, whether it's the start of a season or in a season or whatever, it's just inevitably, inevitably it gets broken and we know it's going to get broken. This feels real, man. Like, I feel so confident that this team is going to win the division. And and yes, man, that's terrifying in and of itself, but it feels real. They did it this weekend without Reeves, without Didi for the majority of it, without Kutch, like 
man, they're just winning games. They're handling business. And I know these teams that they're facing are not like the best teams ever or whatever. And the Mets are, you know, the freaking Mets. But they are handling business. They're fighting. They're winning games late. Like, they're doing everything we could ask. They're six games above 500, Jack. I didn't know that was allowed. It hasn't happened in like two years. Like, it's just, it's awesome, man. It's awesome to watch this team. It is. And, and like, it, it, it just feels so real. It, it feels so like this is how it's supposed to be. This is legit. This is this is a good know, baseball team. Well, and they're actually rising to the occasion. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like I was honestly heading into the series, James, on Friday. Like I know I know we exuded a lot of confidence on Thursday and all that stuff, and rightfully so because it was a great comeback. But like I was thinking to myself on Friday, like, I am genuinely terrified at how in the city is on this team right now. Because like the we, you and I have watched a lot of Phillies games. Our listeners have watched a lot of Phillies games. They always blow that series. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just telling you, I'm happy they're hot. I'm all in. I can't wait for Tuesday night. I hate that they have an off day tomorrow. They always lose this weekend. Like they, they always find a way to make it miserable. And they just didn't, James. They just didn't. Like they just showed up. They won games. They played well. They pitched. They had clutch hitting. They made Saturday night way too close. And like <laughs> like they just they just played baseball. Like they finally dude, they're a real team. Like and they're just a real, they're a real freaking baseball team. They're clicking on all cylinders. Their stars are being their stars. Their starters are being their starters. Like they're just clicking. They're just and I'm just they're finally playing a brand of baseball that is suitable, and it's like it, this is how you win. Sure, the defense is shoddy, but they're picking it up. Like I, I'm just well. I think what a moment. I think it's just like, what a moment. I think it's such a good point though about like the stars are being the stars. Like right, like how long have we just waited? For, I mean, Bryce Harper is on his way to an MVP season. Zach Wheeler's on his way to a Cy Young season. Like there is a real possibility that when this season ends, the Phillies are NL East champs. Bryce Harper's the National League MVP, and Zach Wheeler's the National League Cy Young. That's ridiculous, man. That's awesome. That's something to get excited about. We haven't had something like that in this city for this team in a decade, and and it is awesome. And it's the combination of the stars getting the job done. JT with clutch hits. Obviously, Bryce, just a a monster, and and big hit after big hit in this series. And the the big guys, but then also the the Torreyses and the Jankowskis, and they're getting something from everyone. Like, guys are contributing. I mean, it is, it is, it feels like you said, like a baseball team and they feel like they have confidence and they feel like they can win games and they're winning in fun ways. And they, again, like they get the big hit. It's just, it is, it's thrilling, man. It's so exciting. It's been so hard to try and like muster it up for this team the last few years, because Every time, like we talked about, every time something like this happened, and never eight straight as we know, obviously never seven straight, never even six straight, Jack. But like the, whenever they would be out in front or, or have a good record, it just it didn't feel like it was sustainable. It didn't feel like it was real. And this feels real. We keep saying it because it feels different than the last few years. And it's because the stars are contributing, but it's also because the, the it's a great mix of guys and it feels fun. And it, for the first time in years, it feels like they're having fun. It feels like they are are in it and, and bringing energy and we're getting clutch hits and everyone's excited for everyone. I mean, Reese Hoskins, like the, the shots of him on the bench this, this series, you know, with going nuts at the Miller Homer and the Harper Homer and the Oduble Homer, like, 
Like, that's awesome, man. Like, that is awesome to see a team where it actually seems like they like each other and like playing with each other. Yeah, and I think we're finally starting to see an identity built. And it's and it's a good identity, too. It's, it's, a, it's an identity where they don't, first, they don't feel like they're out of any game, which is good. And we talked about that last podcast about how, yeah, we get it. It's the, it's the freaking Nationals. But just getting that, it's like it's it's basically psyching yourself into this idea that even when you're down, you can come back and you can still kind of win. And now they're just taking care of business. Like they're literally the Mets came in down this weekend. They were crumbling. Things were falling apart. And the Phillies just said, "Guess what? We're gonna make your week that much worse." Like they just they they haven't done that in the past. And you know, it just feels like again, it feels like they have an identity. It feels like they're they're like they're just they're just starting to do the little things right to, to win games. Like even when they even when they mess up on defense, like it's not catastrophic. Like if if Bone messes up on defense, then then Gibby picks him up. And yeah, I called him Gibby. I don't care. Oh, dude, all dude, 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 he's Gibby. I'm like yeah, all in on Gibby. Up. Honestly, I'm not kidding when I say this. Other than Kutch, he's already my favorite Philly. Like, I'm all in on Gibby. Like, the emotion, the passion that guy plays with. Obviously got out of some tough jams, bases loaded, no outs, two first and third, one out. Like, dude has, like, a toughness, a fortitude, and, and he's just into it, man. Like, who was the last pitcher we had who was that animated, you know, out by out and just, like, like into it that way? It was awesome to watch. Well, yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, poor, poor Gibby might think this is uh, how it is all the time, but I hey, know. it I might know. be this way all the time. I mean, who's to say? Who's to say it might be this way all the time? Um, and yeah, he he was just he's just a, he's just a good pitcher. Also, him uh, him getting the hit and then smiling like a milliseconds later is uh, just, it's just outstanding, like, yeah. outstanding. Yeah, um, he's it's fun, just, man. He's fun. I don't. I don't know how I don't know how how else to quantify it or or anything. It's just it's it's a special feeling right now. I believe it's something that we can kind of sustain here for a little bit, and it's something that honestly, like James, for as excited as I am about where this team is at right now, and I'm very very excited. To me, this feels like the beginning of something. This doesn't feel like the end of something. This doesn't feel like. This doesn't feel like, oh, it's a minor blip in the radar. This feels like this team is, is starting to come together and figure out how to win with the core that we brought in from the outside and told them, hey, you guys have to start a new culture. Well, I think they're starting it. And I think they're starting it. And I think it's awesome. And I just think that this is, even if they, in, however the season plays out, this eight-game stretch, how they've really played, I want to say, since like that Red Sox series heading into the All-Star break, like we're starting to see the foundations of the next great Phil's run. And it was just so refreshing seeing the ballpark just in on them, just just in on this team. Cause they're starting, they're starting to feel like our guys, James. Like they're starting to feel like our guys. And I'm just, I'm so happy about that. Yeah. And that's why it's so important that they finish it out. That's why it's so important that this sustains through the rest of the season. And we think it will. Look again, you know me, like Everyone knows the, the 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 inherent dynamic on this pod. You are the one who is willing to jump in, and I am not. Like, I am the one who is generally like, it's not real. We can't buy into this, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm in, man. Like, I think they're winning the division. And if they can carry this through and, and, and win the division, like, what that means moving forward, to your point, to this culture. Again, you know, 
we go back to y- y- your boy, Nikki P, talking about, like, I just had to go somewhere that knew how to win. Like, I, I needed a, yeah. a different, like, and you know what? Screw that guy, obviously. Sorry, Jack, no offense. But, I mean, come but, on. But, yeah. but that does matter, right? Like, with this group and what they've gone through the last few years with the September collapses, with the, you know, uh, issues to, like, get on these type of runs and really kind of grab a stranglehold of a div- division or whatever, like, like, this is important for them to know that they could do it to establish a winning culture, and then you can add to this. You know, they didn't go over the luxury tax this year, but that doesn't mean they never will, especially if you see an opportunity where a core has shown that it can achieve something. And if you can add to that core in a few ways, like, you got a real shot. So I'm with you. I think this this turn of events here, this last week and a half, could really be a... a a turning point type of moment for this franchise if they can sustain it out through the rest of the season here. And it's a turning point, I think, for for Bryce. You know, obviously Bryce came here with a lot of big expectations, and um, you know he's been good. Like Bryce has been definitely good, but we haven't really felt the big Bryce like you know moments. What he's doing right now is why he's here. Like why he was brought in. I mean, it's not. It's, it's not the hits early in the year where they're either up big or down big, and there he goes, like, putting up numbers. Like, it's big hits in big spots to really help this team. Uh, like, Friday night, Friday night was th- that homer. Oh. Like, I haven't, I don't think I've jumped that high in, in a decade. I swear to God. Like, I don't think I've jumped that high in a decade. Because um, it was just, it was just like, it was magical. It was magical to hit that home run as far as he did. You see Edwin Diaz pointing up to the oh, to this, like, so the good, up. so good. Oh, and it's just a, it's a and it's a tank shot, and he takes his time. He, he you know, uh, Whirl wins the bat, and it's like, it's like that's it, man. That's why he's here. That's a big homer. That's a big homer for Bryce. But just big hit after big hit after big hit, and that's why he's here. And that's why we we paid him all that money. Why he's been showered and all the love that he's gotten. And you're just starting to see it now. And this is big for him because I, I do think I do think that he has to be the leader of this team. Like he, whether he wants to be it or not, like he's the guy that everyone at that clubhouse is going to look up to. You know, the, all the young players coming up, all the trade deadline acquisitions, all the free agent acquisitions. Him and JT are those guys. And I, and I do think that Reese is starting to get in there too. Uh, definitely, because, like, dude, his reactions have uh, just been... Honestly, it uh, might have like, been the best thing of the uh, whole weekend. Is there, like Just from a, a, a watching the game's perspective, his reactions was maybe the most fun thing all weekend. And I do feel bad because it's like... with the, I mean, he talked uh, after Thursday just about how rocket the bank's going to be and how he can't wait to play there. And then, like, he doesn't play once. I know. But, I mean, you could still tell how, how into it he was. So, um, it's just... Yeah, it's just it's just it's just great. Well, and that's not a point to like undersell. They won this series. They swept this series with Hoskins playing zero games, Kutch playing zero games, and Didi playing in the first game and having to leave and then not playing anymore. I mean, that's that's massive that they were able to overcome those injuries to key members of this lineup. I mean, we talked about how important it was with Kutch out for Reese to step up and kind of carry the load, and then you don't have either of those guys. Like, that's a real hole in the lineup that they were not only able to to overcome, they were able to thrive. They swept the series. And I, I just, that that only adds to how impressed I am with the weekend. Because, look, we know the Mets are not a great team. They're fine. You know, they have some talent. They've got some big holes. They've got some injuries, all that stuff. 
But that doesn't take away how important this series was and the pressure that these players were feeling heading into it. And for them to win it the way they did without the guys they did, like, I don't know how you can't look at it as impressive no matter who the competition is. It's what normal baseball teams do. <laughs> like, I can't emphasize that enough. Like, it's what normal good baseball teams just do is they have some injuries because baseball's a, a marathon. We all know that. And they overcome them and they and they just play normal baseball. Like it's not like it's crazy. It's crazy. I obviously I want those guys in the lineup because they make them better, but they were out and the Phillies are on such a roll right now. I didn't even notice. I know. Like, well, I Brad, really Miel- Brad Miller's hitting bomb after bomb. It's like, no biggie. Yeah, everything's fine. I mean, yeah, it's 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 just it's it's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. And like the thing that I I'm in, I am worried though, I mean, like Reese being banged up, Cash being banged up, Segura yeah. is clearly banged up a little bit. Um, like there's just there there's those little things. Oh, do oh, Duble, oh, Duble, the late scratch today. Right, Eflin obviously yeah. not able to get back. Um, Brogdon still hurt. Like they've and Brogdon. Falter. Who knows if he'll ever pitch again? <laughs> I mean, it's just mm-hmm. yeah. They, you're right. They, it is again. It's impressive they've done it without these guys, but they are missing guys. They are missing guys. They are, and you know what they're doing? They're saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna step up around them." And again, that's just not been this team's identity for the last couple of years. It, like they they have not been a a a tough team, but right now they're a tough team. They're a team that believes. They're a team that's having fun. And again, we talked about this last podcast. I don't know. I don't know who to like. Like who do I shower with praise? Like it's almost like a lot of guys, you know. I think I think it's Joe Girardi. I think Girardi has set a good tone for this team. I think it's Ron Torres. I think it's Freddie Galvis. I think it's Bryce. Um, you know, I just there's so many guys that are just are just are just contributing to this right now. Um, and 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 I mean, we we've kind of ripped Girardi a lot, but I, I think he should be right at the at the front of it. Yeah, I don't know how you couldn't. Again, if we're going to rip him for all that we've ripped him for, and again, even like I said on last pod, I still don't trust him to make the right decisions with the bullpen in the right moments, but but this team has been tough, and they fight, and they've gone out and won games with missing guys, and they've you know battled through adversity, and you absolutely have to bring that back to the manager. Like, a lot of props to Girardi, no question. Like, whatever, and we talked about that, right? When we talked, and we're ripping him and stuff, but we always said, like, and you especially hammered on this, that, that it does take time for a manager to institute a culture or his culture or his way of things. Like, it's not something that's just going to happen overnight. He's not going to walk in the door and all of a sudden everyone is marching to the beat of his drum. So I do think that that potentially that we're starting to see that that long work start to play out in terms of Girardi's culture. I will say, though, I mean, if we're being honest, Kyle Gibson starts one game for the Phillies and they haven't lost since. So it's probably all Kyle Gibson, right? Gibby. It's all Gibby. But <laughs> real quick, real, like, real quick on Girardi. Yes, though. yes. Like, like, he's navigating games where his starters are going two innings or three innings. Yeah. And he's able to get through it. And obviously, obviously it comes down to whether or not, whether or not, like, pitchers can step up and whether or not pitchers can come and do, and do jobs. But, like, Ranger Suarez went two, two and two thirds on, on Saturday. Then he got, then he got through the rest of the game with JD Hammer. Hector, Alvarado, whatever <laughs> Oliveira did, um, and then Ian Kennedy. Like that is that that's that's managing, man. Like, be able to get to get through games where You're guys right. 
you're, you're just yeah. having to put guys in situations they're not ready for. It's just that's what difference making, different making managers do, and that's what he's doing right now. I mean, Saturday was was a really good example of that. Ranger went two and two thirds. Like I don't know why. I mean, <laughs> are we making the starter or not? Yeah, like, I, know. I know. And he looks great too. It's not even like they're hard. <laughs> they're not hard in two, two and three thirds. They're just like fine. Like they're just good, and they're just like, yeah, you know, we're gonna get you out. <laughs> so, but. Weird. But they, uh, I mean, to, to navigate the rest of the of the of the game with with not great options right now, um, that's just that's just ultra impressive. Yeah, I agree with you. Look, JD Hammer eight innings has yet to give up a run this season. I mean, credit where due. Not a ton of high leverage, but the last outings have been, and and you know, got into a little trouble that was cleaned up for him uh, a couple outings ago, but still. You know, it's a great point. Look, again, I can't kill Girardi for some of the bullpen stuff and not give him credit when he gets through a game like that. And, you know, did he leave uh, Maurice Yovera in there one batter too long? Probably. Well, but he didn't <laughs> um, have a choice. I know. Was it was it the third batter? I guess, yeah, because he started the inning. So, yeah, you're right. It would have had to be a three-batter a three batter thing. I mean, regardless, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, but, look, they got through it. And Kennedy came in, didn't give up a homer. Nice to see. Um, and you're right, you know, credit where due that, that is a, a tough spot and he's had a fair amount of those. And again, to the overall point, it's not like he has dynamite options out there in the pen. You know, Hector has looked great. Hector looks like he's back now. I'm sure he'll, you know, be terrible as soon as we, yeah, don't say that. Don't <laughs> Hector, Hector's, Hector's not bad. Hector's he's bad. still bad. bad, still bad, but you know, there aren't a lot of options out there that you feel good about in any spot. So you're right. He does deserve credit for that. Um, let's get to some of the more specific stuff from the weekend. Uh, Gibby, uh, you know, obviously the fire is awesome. The hit was awesome. What, what from the start overall, did you take away other than the, you know, the stuff that we all took away the, the, how fun it is to have Gibby on the Phillies part of it. <laughs> what a sentence. Uh, I mean, what a sentence. I just love him. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so in on Kyle Gibson. Yeah. I mean, he's, here's the thing is that he's fine. Like he's just, he's just good. I don't really have anything much to say other than, Kyle Gibson is just a good pitcher. And I like that, you know, I like that he goes after guys and um, the sinker definitely dances and the slider is a, is a good pitch. And, um, you know, it, it, there, there's there's something that has to be said, I guess, for for guys who have pitched a long time Major League Baseball, getting in big spots and just kind of knowing how to navigate lineups. Like, I would say, I would say through two starts, Kyle Gibson hasn't really been great, just – just like if you're watching this stuff, I feel like there's more there. Um, and I just think that, you know, I think he's been fine. But the fact that he's able to get through these these games and get to the six and give this team innings and give this team length and over 100 pitches each start, um, I think that's just that's just massive for this team going forward. He's like a <laughs> he's like a really good innings eater, you know, in, 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 in a sense. He's like he's, he's a, he's like a really good innings, innings eater. eater. Yeah, and look, yeah. I mean, to your point, if he was just fine, he's given up three runs in 12 and two-thirds. I mean, exactly. we will it's, take it's almost that, like, buddy. It's almost, like, it's almost like how Wheeler has been for the last couple starts where, outside of obviously his masterpiece today, where it's been, yeah, he doesn't look the same, but he's still given us six or seven innings, two runs or less. So you're, you take it every day of the week. It's just I think there's, I think there's more to Kyle Gibson. I think as he gets more and more comfortable, he'll, he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's just a good pitcher and getting out of that bases loaded jam was, was massive. And, um, you know, and I think in years, in years past, they'd probably blow up there. And, a million you know, percent. Allow five runs and all yes. that stuff. And, yes. uh, 
he was just like, hey, here's a ground ball. Everything's fine. So, uh, yeah, I'm in. I, he's, he's, I, honestly, I'm glad he's here for another year. Like he's, Me too. He's going to be a, a, Dude, a I, very, very, very good fourth starter next year and this year. I had the same thought. And, look, we heard all the stuff about what a clubhouse guy is and how great a guy he is and all that. And, like, I know that that can kind of just be like, oh, whatever. But this team, and we talked about it, it's part of the reason you like the Freddie move and stuff, is like bringing guys like that in, veteran guys who've been through it, who are also great clubhouse guys, who are guys clearly emotion on the field, like an energy to that guy as he plays, the way he goes about his business. Like, I can't have enough of those guys on this team. You know what I mean? So it really feels like not just from a, a obvious clear help on the field, especially compared to the guys we were rolling out in the four starter spot or three or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, such a massive upgrade just on the field, but also I think the other stuff really important for this group of guys and, and will only help. Um, you mentioned it, Wheeler's masterpiece today on Doc Day. I mean, just like almost poetic, you know, some of the the stats that were put around. I know the the Matt Gelb one, the, the Zach Wheeler, the first pitcher uh, to retire 22 consecutive batters in a start since Roy Halladay's perfect game. And there were a bunch of those ones around today where it was just – it almost felt kismet, like meant to be there today, and it certainly felt like Wheeler felt like it was meant to be, as he was like a man on a mission the entire start, and as good a version of Zach Wheeler as we've ever seen. What did you think of of Wheeler today, and and obviously the moment and all that? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I was down there. Obviously, I did. I did well, I saw I saw your tweet, buddy. It was like yeah. you couldn't help yourself. You had to be there. You had to. I had I had to be there. There was there was no you know there wasn't debating in my mind at least. There was debate in someone else's mind of whether or not I should go. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I <laughs> I'm happy I went. you worked like, it out. I'm happy you worked it out. I compromised. I left after the third. And I said, I'll be back. And I was, and I was there. And then I got to the, I got to the family birthday party and I snuck down to the basement and watched the, uh, the end of the Phil's game. Like, honestly, I, I, I'm turning into a pro at, at being able to sneak down and, uh, you know, watch them, watch them, uh, some baseball. So, um, yeah, they're, they're very thrilled. They, they see me like, oh, there he goes again. But yeah. Um, nice. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do. The fills are hot. I don't blame you. It's exactly. I, I think. I think most people would have done what you did. Thank you very much. So, um, being down there, first off, like the ceremony was just unbelievable. I mean, I, like I just, I had chills all the time. I had it was chills after chills after chills. You know, a little welling up, of course, and like Doc was just, you know, because there is this like little bit of a debate going right now, like, well why would they really retire doc? You know, because obviously he had two great years here and, you know, if you're going to retire doc, you got to retire, uh, Ollie Rollins and Howard and maybe Cole, but really those three, because they were more integral and in actually bring a championship here. But then you just like start thinking about doc and you start thinking about the guy and how his first two years, he just like showed up and was unbelievable from day one. And, like put the Phillies on his back at some point. And like, just you're talking, like when you're talking about greatness, right? You're talking about franchise greats. Like Roy Halladay for those two years, like it felt like he's, he had been a Philly for a decade. Like he was that special. He was that special of a guy. He was that special of a pitcher. He was that dominant. Um, he was that much of a, of a fun guy to watch. And, and it's just, it just completely justifies all of it. So um, like Raul gave a great speech. It was so funny seeing all the old guys, not, they're not that old, but 
the uh, the older players coming back, and it was just it was just magical. And and the the fan the the crowds were just insane. I mean, I haven't seen it that full for a non opening day game in forever. Uh, and 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 sure, like there's probably been bigger crowds because you know the Dodgers or Yankees or Red Sox come to town, but that was like a Phillies crowd, and it was just it was absolutely magical. And then for Wheeler to do what he did, like it, it's and Girardi said this after the game, it's like Roy was touching him. It was the same exact thing as watching Roy Halladay, except four miles an hour harder in his fastball. Like he didn't miss a spot. Like he just it, he was just dominant. The whole game, 92-mile-an-hour sliders, they're moving more than I'd seen. And it was just so massive from the standpoint of, for the last couple starts, I felt like Zach Wheeler was kind of getting to the seventh, but he wasn't getting through the seventh. And today, he was just, like, powering through. Um, So didn't miss a spot, was electric, good velocity all throughout. They clearly found a hole in Pete Alonso's swing that he needs to close up because it's, the most obvious thing in the entire world. I mean, the guy can't hit it high inside fastball. I mean, Ian Kennedy blew his doors in on Saturday with 94. What do you think Zach Wheeler's going to do to that? Not do that? So um, just just a beautiful, beautiful pitch game. JT sticking with the fastball is massive. Honestly, the biggest upset of the weekend was JT uh, sticking with six straight <laughs> fastballs on Saturday night with Ian Kennedy. Um, but, yeah, just, just Zach Wheeler was just magical, just beautiful and it was like watching Doc all over again. Yeah, and we talk about rising to the moment, you know, on Doc Day to, to do that. And we've talked a lot on this podcast about the what was really like an idea, a, a hope, a dream of playoff NOLA. And I think we have to retire playoff NOLA. The dream is yeah. playoff Wheeler. Like, that's the dream. This guy is a big moment guy. And, and obviously, like, when he's on... He is, again, without a doubt, the best pitcher we have had here since Roy Halladay, the most dominant pitcher we have had here since Roy Halladay. And I can't wait to see him pitch in, a, in a, like a massive game, man. I cannot wait to see Zach Wheeler go out there when all the chips are down. It's a playoff game. Like, playoff Wheeler, I feel so confident in that and something I've never seen before. In a way, I never felt I, – I was excited about playoff Nola. I feel confident in playoff Wheeler. I have no doubt that this guy, like Halliday did, and maybe he won't throw a no-hitter in his first playoff start, but, like, I feel like he's that kind of guy. I think so, too. It just seems like his, his stuff kind of plays up to it. Um, and I just feel like sometimes with pitchers, if you get over amped for a start, it, it's actually detrimental. Um, and it seems like for him – if he gets more amped for a start, especially against the Mets and a team that kind of disrespected him on his way out, it's almost like he, he like welcomes the challenge and wants to go out there and prove them wrong with every single pitch. And when the postseason rolls around, again, it's just going to be really hard to consistently square up his stuff. It's just – it's really hard. I mean, the ninth inning today, I mean, he threw like 100 straight fastballs to Brandon Nimmo. Um and of course, he finally squared one up, but still, like, the point was remaining that, he, like, he was just, hey, try to hit this fastball, and eventually he did, which is fine. But I just love the mentality. Like, I just genuinely love the mentality where it's like, hey, sure you fouled off a couple of them in a row, and and you think you're confident, but try to hit this. And unfortunately, he did. But the <laughs> the overall sentiment was like, you can't touch me, and I I I just. That that is that is pitching, man. That is what Zach Wheeler did today was 
just straight up like high high level pitching and i gotta be honest like maybe the best pitch game since the holiday no hitter oh i i think it probably was man i think like the only other option is that earlier start this year the 12 strikeout shutout from wheeler but i think today was better i mean he looked looked unhittable for the vast majority of today even hamill's no hitter i mean even hamill's no hitter was like yeah it's fine but like Hamels does not have the the dominant stuff that Zach Wheeler has. No, it's like Nola. Like Nola has had some of these starts where you know he is dominant. You know the ten strikeouts in a row, the complete game shutout and stuff. But but not to the level Wheeler is. Like Wheeler is one of those guys, and there's only a handful of them in the sport year to year. Where like if you're going up against him, you feel helpless watching your team hit. Like that is a a rare feeling where a pitcher can make the other team feel completely helpless. Like it is a lost cause against you today. Wheeler has that kind of stuff. He does. He does. And, and you said to begin this podcast, but they have a realistic chance. I mean, they have a realistic chance of having a freaking Cy Young winner and the MVP of the league. Like, That's insane. I haven't looked, but I would guess they're both the favorites. Like, I haven't checked. Well, Zach Wheeler is now the favorite. Yeah, plus 185. That, that would make sense. And I would bet if Harper isn't yet, he will be soon. Because I know Tatis was the favorite. And obviously, the longer he's out, the less likely those odds are going to go down. Or the more likely those odds are going to go down. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. Especially for how this season is, has played out. You know, because for the vast majority of the season, it just felt like this mediocre, average, middling, as you always say, remarkably consistent at average, uh, you know, and, and Harper getting hit in the face and it felt like it was going to be that year. And then slowly but surely, and Wheeler's been the one constant. He's just been right there and awesome all year. But but it really, it is kind of, it, and I know it's because of an eight-game win streak that we're really, you know, as high as we are and whatnot, but it really has snuck up on us. The idea of like, Man, when this season ends, it could end up being a really special year, even if they don't win it all or whatever. Like we could look back as like the year things turned, the the year we won the MVP and the Cy Young in the same year, the year the Phillies finally went back to the playoffs. Like it can still be a really fun, magical year, and it, that's like it's exciting, man. We've talked so we've talked ourselves into so many bleepy. I didn't curse. Bleepy Phillies teams, man. And like, if it's so exciting to like not have to talk ourselves into one, to just like watch them and be like, oh yeah, this is what it's supposed to look like. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. Um, all right. Uh, I have a couple other little things, but anything else from the weekend specifically you wanted to get into? Nah, I think I got everything else in my take bag. Okay. I have a couple things here. First, uh, Sir Anthony. How real do you think this is? Because, you know, we see guys come back from Tommy John in this time and, and the, the velocity is usually there. It's usually a control thing and all that. But, I mean, if you look at the way this team is constructed right now and we're obviously past the trade deadline, I mean, if they could get a, a and it doesn't even have to be high-level Sir Anthony, but a, a solid version of Sir Anthony, I mean, that could be a, a potential game-changer for where this team is at right now, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, Again, like 2018, Sir Anthony was one of the like the best relievers I've seen in a Phillies uniform. I mean, just coming up 98, uh, 98 like legit cutter, like it was a 98 mile an hour cutter. Now 2019 obviously took a huge step back, but you know I don't know how hurt he totally was, and and now obviously we know how hurt he was because he got to get Tommy John, and, you know. Um, but dude, if you're 
like adding an arm like Sir Anthony, it's 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 an absolute game changer because I do think that bullpen is is, is kind of starting to figure it out a little bit. Um, you know, I think Archie's been really good. Hector's been really good, taking out a couple innings mid um, in the middle of the game. Alvarado, I think, has been really good, not walking the whole ballpark. And and Kennedy, I mean, I think he's okay. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep telling myself he's okay. Um, but but I mean, at least he comes in and throws strikes. He's so, fine. You know, he's fine. Look, Ian Kennedy was never. I hope people didn't expect a shut down, like lock it down closer. That's not what he is. He's a, a fine reliever who has experienced closing games and has done a, a fair job at it. You know, Minus he's just better the than what run. they had. Yeah, exactly. But he's just better than what they had more than anything. Yeah, and it lets everyone kind of settle into a role. But if you added strengthening to those four that you feel pretty good about night in, night out, you know, that, that, that just changes the whole complexion of the team. And, you know, he looks good, I think, in Clearwater. Um, and, I mean, they have a month. Like, they have a month to get him ready. And if he comes up, they have another high-velocity power arm at the back of the bullpen that can change things for this team. And, it, you know, getting him and, and a couple of the injured guys back, like, again, I, what, like, what, are they good? Like, how, like, if they play, they're going to play the Brewers in round one if they win the division. They could, they could beat the Brewers. They could beat like, the they Brewers. Could, they could 100% beat the Brewers. And yeah. I, I know how good Corbin Burns and I Well, is. yeah, the top how... three. Look, go, yeah, going up against Burns, Woodruff, and, and Peralta, like, that is a tall order. Like, that is three yeah. of the ten best pitchers in the National League this year, fair to say. You know, so, yeah, it's legit. But Wheeler can go up against anybody. Nola on the right night can go up against anybody and you just need the bats to show up. You could absolutely win three, three of five against, against Milwaukee for sure. Like I'm not afraid of the Brewers. Like I'm just putting that out in the universe right now. I'm not afraid of the Brewers, but if you get, if you can get Eflin back and Eflin healthy, massive Kyle Gibson can just be a Kyle Gibson. And then you add in Sir Anthony. That's a good ass baseball team. That is a good baseball team. I don't care what anyone says. Get me to the postseason. Damn it. Like just get me to the postseason. Um, like seriously, that is that is what we're talking about when we're talking about adding a guy like Stranthing to this bullpen. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. And again, I I am dubious that you know I always am dubious when a guy comes back from Tommy John in a year that the control. Yeah, but he's will also be there. like he's also been kind of rehabbing no, for totally, about a year totally, and a half now. Totally. Again, I'm 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 excited, cautiously optimistic, and and whatever you can give them, like he is a a higher quality arm than a lot of the arms they have. So uh, I'm, yeah. I'm very hopeful. All right. Two more things and then take back. And th- that's all I got. Um, one, why are you tweeting? Do I have to run? You know, you have to run. Like what, what are you doing? Like, what's that poll about? What do you mean? Do I have uh, to well, run? Of course you have to run. What are you talking about? We would just stop running in the middle of this. That's asinine, Jack. What are you talking about, man? But they don't play tomorrow. Oh, Oh, never mind. That's a bad job by me. Um, right. Like- that's a bad job by me, Jack. I didn't think I just saw the tweet on its own. Um, huh. I don't know. Actually, that's a really good question. I lean towards running. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just, just because just because, you know, like why mess with a good thing? I know okay. they're not playing, but it's just like the consistency of it. But it's a fair question. I'm sorry. I that, my, my bad. I came down you on the tour. You did come in a Very little. Very hard. I was like, what are you kidding me? Like, you're going to stop with this now? All right. I just want to make sure there was no question of stopping run, Jack, run, run, Fritz, run. Like, I just want to make sure that's 
that's no, going because it not at all because honestly like i i i it's funny because i was at the you know the family party earlier and like i was trying to explain to them like oh man what a conversation that must have been i gotta be honest don't think they got it i'm, I don't think I'm pretty totally, sure they didn't i'm pretty sure they didn't yeah i don't think they totally understood what the like the, the amount of pressure that i have on me uh, like <laughs> yeah, i don't like, think like, they did you're right let, let me just put this in into perspective james God rested on the seventh day, but I didn't. Oh, really? Oh, there it is. Good, good. You and God. That's the yeah. that's the bar we've set. It's good. It's well, good. Seriously, who had more pressure on them? <laughs> that's a great question, Jack. It's a really good one. I mean, you, I'm sure, I think is the only way to take this. Um, but yeah, so like. But I also did tweet um, after a few on Saturday night, just celebrating the fills, about how I'd run three miles tomorrow. Uh-uh. Um, but I don't think I'm going to do that. Um, just because, a like... A carried away. Yeah. A little carried away, as I say. Well, yeah, and like I don't want to jinx it, right? Like, I don't want to No, jinx... I agree with that, actually. I think you have to stick to the formula. That's a very good yeah. point, Jack. It's a very good point. Yeah. Listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I've been told that many times. So... Good point. I think I'm just gonna stick with it. I'll run my mile and a half tomorrow because I do, <laughs> I do run every day anyway um, before work. So um, you know, I'll, I'll keep doing it. I'm not, I'm not afraid to stop. It's not. There's no time to slow down. We got a pen chase to win, or a, a, a division to win. And you know, even though even though they're off, I'm not off. Yeah, I very happy to hear that. I just wanted to make sure. Looking out for everyone here. Looking out really for the Phillies. So. Uh, all right, one more for me, and then take bag. Um, a, a quick game of Are we sure he's good, Jack? Are we sure he's good? Um, I'm assuming you saw this tweet. Knowing you, I'm sure you saw this tweet. Let me read you a tweet. Okay. I I just visited the players in the clubhouse. <laughs> they are ready and in a good frame of mind for this game. Uh, a good frame of mind for this game. Uh, that was written, of course, by Mets owner Steve Cohen. Are we sure Steve Cohen's a good owner, Jack? I I've never been afraid of Steve Cohen. Like, <laughs> like I seriously, like as soon as, as, soon as I heard the first, as, what a loser! As I soon as it. I heard the first time that he was afraid to go over the luxury tax when he's worth worth eleven billion dollars, I was like, oh well, same boat, pal, same boat. So, <laughs> um, no, Steve Cohen obviously is not like that Mets team. They have just completely fallen apart. Oh, like the you hate to even, see it, Jack. You hate to see it. The Phillies aren't even good right now. Like, straight <laughs> up. The Phillies, as a roster, are not well put together right now. There's a lot of injuries, all that. And they they freaking kicked their ass, <laughs> like, all weekend long. Like, they kicked the Mets' ass. And they literally, they rose up to the occasion. And I don't think that can be overstated, James, is that the Phillies, who routinely make us very sad and never <laughs> rise up to the occasion... Swept the Mets at home to take over first place. It's a great point, Jack. It really is. I, it's I unbelievable. can't let that be lost on anyone listening to this podcast right now. All of a sudden, the Phillies are not just in first place; they're two games up. Like they, they are like handily in first place right now. It's, it, it's a great point though about rising the occasion, especially considering that like 
for the first time in a long time, if you're going to, and it wasn't quite playoffs, it wasn't quite that full, but like the, the as close to a playoff field as these guys, this group of guys have played in at Citizens Bank Park was what this weekend was, and they rose to it. That's awesome. It doesn't matter who they're playing. That's awesome. So, James, you, um, I don't want to call you out on our own podcast. Um, Is this a Bruce joke? Are we doing a Bruce joke now? N- no, it's not. Oh. I just I just need to know, and I think many of those oh. out there need to know this. Uh-oh. Do you trust the Phillies? Oh, Jack. Um, all right. I've said who let the Phillies get hot. I said I would never do that again. I've said I think they're going to win the division. Jack, I trust the Phillies. That is good to hear. That is good to hear. You trust them. I trust you know? them. I trust Because, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I can't no, believe I it. I, these words escaping my mouth feel like a, a, a different language or something. I know. Now, here's the thing. I don't think they're going to win every game for the rest of the year. <laughs> I don't think they're going to win every game. For but you don't know for sure that they're not is the point. I don't know for sure they're not. But here's the thing is I think that they have created so much mental fortitude that even when they lose, I don't think they're going to be down and out. And that's the mark of a team that you can trust. You know, I, I made this comment a lot, I feel like, maybe like a month ago, you know, right around the All-Star break. Like, and I was being dead serious. Like, even when they lost, it wasn't in, like, the worst way imaginable. Yeah, like, they just yeah. lost and Remember that. And they just came right back and would win the next day. And, and like, it was fine. And that's how I feel with the team right now. And it's just so weird to, to me, James. Like, why did they play so terrible heading into the All-Star break? Was everyone just 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 tightening up at the same time? And then post-trade deadline, did they not think they did enough? Because really, if you take out that week where they were just the worst and they were back to being bad Phillies, they had played good baseball for a month, month and a half there where you could trust them again. And then weak kind of stretch kind of freaked everyone out and said, no, I can't trust them. Like, I just, why did that happen? I wish I had an answer, pal. It makes no sense in hindsight when you look at it. And even in the moment we knew it, we felt it was stupid. Like, we were like, what is happening here? Why is this happening? Uh, I don't have a good answer. I really don't. They gave away a lot of outs along the way. Whether defense, stupidity, they gave away a lot of outs. Um... They really went through a lot of weird stretches where they just couldn't drive runners in. Like, it felt like there was a long stretch. Yeah, runners in scoring position numbers oh, were like, like oh, wait, really World really Series long level. time. It felt like, where are what's going on here? So, I, I think that's part of it. But honestly, I think that they just, I really think it's just all coming together finally. Like, they, it's coalescing. Like, to your point, like, there's a culture there now. There's a belief there now. They feel like they can win these type of games. And they go into these games believing they're going to win. And I think it matters. I think it really matters. It, it 100, like, honestly, you can trick an athlete into, like, just thinking they're good just out of nowhere. And and I feel like this last week has just kind of tricked this baseball team into thinking that, why not us? And they have played that way. Like, they've, they've just won games. Like, Saturday, they just won the game. They just played well, big hit, home runs, all that. And they just won the game. And I that just cannot be overstated enough. And it's just 
Again, I can't believe we're here. Like, I can't believe we're here, James, talking about. I know. Honestly, I didn't. I, I didn't know if this podcast would ever happen. In all honesty, eight straight, and this might as well be our World Series. I don't care if they never won again. Right? Like, this is this is that's it how me. beaten down we've been the last few years. Eight straight, we're like it's the World Series. We did it. We climbed the hill. <laughs> we did it, man. Yeah. We did it. It's pretty amazing. You got yes. anything else in the bag? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do. It's been quite a, it's been quite a, a week. <laughs> a lot of, dude, a, I don't think, I don't think the Forrest Gump gif has been used as much as it is uh, tweeting at me. Oh, to, yeah, to I'm running. sure, dude. I am sure. It, it's, uh, it's out of control now. It really has it gotten really out is. of control. Somehow, some way. Who'd have thunk it with you? One of these bits would get out of control. Never, never could see that happening. Well, it's about time. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not one to, to, to throw Jill under the bus. But, oh, my goodness. You know. Is that where we're going now? Is that is that the direction this podcast is heading? <laughs> so we're walking around town today, and I mentioned, so along with the running stuff, I also, like, have worn the same underwear during these during the seven-game stretch. Oh, my God, stretch. that is not great, dude. And I haven't changed the socks during the seven-game stretch, so. Jack. And obviously we what all know about doing? the What are you doing? Are you out of your mind? This is disgusting. That's Dude, disgusting. I need, I need them. I need them in the postseason. It's pretty much as simple as oh that. Oh my god, this is horrifying. I'm horrified. So, right now. along now, I'm not wearing the same underwear that I run in as I wear around, obviously. So well, let's get that out of the way. I guess that's really good news. So, <laughs> yay. So Jill said Who to are me, you? Our, Jill said to me on our walk today. Or, you know, we're walking around. I'm she already said, on Jill's side. I don't even need to hear the rest of the conversation. Jill's right. That's it. Jill said to me. It's done. Jill said to me, uh, your actions have nothing to do with the outcome of these games. Mm -hmm. And I would like to say, <laughs> completely disagree. It's the worst like, things you could have said to you. I, <laughs> like, worst, worst things. She could have been like, I don't love you anymore. And you would have been like, but this matters, right? What I'm doing matters. Yeah? yeah. Good. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, she could have said, she could have said, I'm gone. Yeah. And I'd say, yeah, but like, the fills are hot. Yeah. Oh, my God. You are something yeah. else. How does she live with you? You know, a lot of people ask that. I, 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 it's a fair question, man. It's a fair I question. don't think she has that bad. Um, hey, you know what I didn't hear this weekend, James? I'm waiting. Oh, these games are so long. Oh, baseball's so boring. Oh, baseball's dead. Oh, oh, it's almost like when the team's good, baseball's fine. Like, oh my gosh, you people are so stupid. Like, it really just drives me crazy. Yeah, cosine. If you don't like baseball, don't watch baseball. It's okay. You don't have to. Oh, the games are so long. Then don't watch, pal. Yeah, you, you don't have to watch. Like, it is actually a choice to watch these games. So, yeah, with you. Right. Um, Dude, you know who was really good, James? Who? Ryan Howard. <laughs> yes. Like, hell I tried of, to hell compare of a state. You're really, really uh, bringing the heat here. Well, thanks, are you, thanks are you for being that, sarcastic right now? Thanks for that super fiery take. You know who's good at baseball? Ryan Howard. MVP Ryan Howard. That guy was good. Bro. Oh wait, man. Uh, so I tried to compare I tried to compare Bryce uh and what he's doing right now to Ryan Howard in, in 08. Ryan Howard had a, a 
852 slugging percentage in September of 2008. And that's that's like that doesn't seem real. Like that doesn't seem. It's like not. A real no, number. I don't think it's real. It's not real. It's there's no way it's a real stat. <laughs> yeah. So he had an 852 OPS just with his slugging percentage. He's like Gene Segura as a baseball player with just his slugging percentage. That's unreal. What is an 852 slugging percentage? It's not like real. I just. It's not a real thing. I don't believe it. Um, I honestly but don't. Yeah. I mean, like, because like Bryce is obviously doing amazing right now, but his OPS is or no, his slugging is still like six sixty something, which is great. This is amazing. It's like, <laughs> dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's freaking amazing. And still, Ryan Howard was so good at baseball. He had an 852 slugging percentage, James. Yeah, that's 852. Nuts. That's just nuts. That, that, again, it doesn't seem real. No, you can't. You can't. You can't compute that in your head. So, for as much as I, you know, there's there's a lot of people out there saying like, oh, we we need high hopes in the playoffs, and we need, you know, Fritz and Seltzer. To, to get to the playoffs for them. A guy who I need in the playoffs again is Scott Fransky. Like, Oh, I love this. This is a great take by you. Dude, the guy is just like, he, it's almost like he's, it's not that he's, he, he's always amazing in his job. Like, Fransky is incredible. I'm like, I love him. But like, it's almost like we're, he's remembering how to call big games again. <laughs> it's been like, a while, been man. For a it's decade. been a while. Yeah, like, dude, his call of the Bryce Homer on Friday, it was, you would have thought it was back in the heyday. You really would have. Like, he's rising to moments again, and, like, I just, he he is such a treasure, and those, like, Fransky, L.A., Franz, and I, dude, I think, I really think Franz has just been unbelievable. Phenomenal, and he's, like, so, like, he improves. Like, he's getting better and better. I've been so impressed with Franz. He's 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 legitimately. Like, I learn, I learn something about baseball every time I talk to friends, and and that's coming from someone who refuses to learn anything about baseball. Besides uh, yeah, it's you mean someone who already acts like they know everything about baseball. I think is what you meant. I don't think I act that way. Do you think I don't know. I don't want people to think that I no, know everything. No. I just you're not a know it all. Don't worry. I just <laughs> just do know. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, well, <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> but dude like he's just and I, and I saw the the tweet today I wasn't able to listen to the game like at the end and like he he, he supposedly gave like a great ode to, to Halliday and Wheeler and just like god I need I need France in, in the, I need Franski in the postseason and France in, in LA I need them all in the postseason yes um, the strongest of cosigns to this they they yeah, I don't know who's out there saying, "Oh, we need it for high hopes. We need it for Fransky." That, that many LA. people are saying yes. that. Oh, they, no, that was the yeah. thing. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's very kind of people. Right, let's do it for Fransky. Yes. Um, and then my final two things is, if you thought we were getting to this podcast without talking about some minor league baseball, boy, oh, were you wrong? It seems like the perfect time to talk minor league baseball right now. Nothing <laughs> no, going on just... with the major league club. Let's just, you know. Yes, good idea, Jack. Lay it on me, buddy. Griff McGarry, I think about a lot. <laughs> oh like, dude, I'm prepared to say Griff McGarry is better than Max Meyer, and Max oh Meyer is a good goodness. top three pitching prospect oh in all the sports. What are we doing? Oh, real, hold on, real quick before you before you kill me. Yeah. Um, you might dude, not make like, it. Like his least, his lowest spin rate pitch in his first outing 
was a curveball at 2,800 RPMs. Oh, my God. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> last thing. James, when are we getting rally towels, pal? I need rally towels so bad. Uh, you know, at the ballpark today, the one thing that was really going to make that day even more special was rally towels. When are we getting rally towels? Yeah, why wait? Like, I know they do it for the playoffs. Like, why wait? It's meaningful August and September baseball. Like, get them out now. I'm so with you. But if you are listening, Philadelphia Phillies, and we know you are, rally towels. It's a great suggestion. Like, listen to Fritz. Fritz doesn't always have the best suggestions. He's a pretty good one. Wow. You see what wow. I did there? Ending, ending this podcast on a shot. You see what I shot. did there? You see what I did there? Ending this podcast on a shot. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, buddy. Eight straight, Jack. Eight, Eight straight. straight. And we don't have to talk about a stupid Eagles open practice. Run, Jack, run, buddy. Run, Jack, run. Run, Jack, run. Go, yes. Phils. Freaking first remember, place. And, and just remember that, that God rested on the seventh day, but I didn't. <laughs> he spritz himself. We'll see you later.